0: ...enormously helpful resources on prayer go so far as to argue that the evangelical church is slowly but surely giving up on prayer. The statement is shocking, but the truth of his assessment is even more shocking. Why are evangelicals giving up on prayer? Miller suggests that life is easy for most evangelicals, perhaps too easy. Some of us lack the desperation that most Christians have experienced throughout church history. Desperation leads to prayer. We are also incredibly distracted and busy, states of mind that are enemies of prayer. But giving up on prayer is not only a sign of evangelical weakness, it is also disobedience. Jesus not only taught his disciples to pray, he also commanded us to pray. I think there is another big reason behind the fact that so many Christians do not pray. Many Christians simply do not know how to pray. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us how to pray. We remember Martin Luther as the great reformer, nailing his famous 95 Theses to the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517 and leading the reformation of the church. What we do not so often remember is that Martin Luther was also a man who regularly needed a haircut. We should be very glad that he did. Luther's barber, Peter Beskendorf, once asked Luther for advice on how to pray. Luther responded by writing instructions on prayer called A Simple Way to Pray for Master Peter, the Barber. Luther pointed his barber to the Lord's Prayer, and he offered this incredibly helpful advice. So, as a diligent and good barber— you must keep your thoughts, senses, and eyes precisely on the hair and scissors or razor, and not forget where you trimmed or shaved. For if you want to talk a lot, or become distracted thinking about something else, you might well cut someone's nose or mouth, or even his throat. We get Luther's point immediately. We must learn to pray and to resist distractions in prayer. Advice about cutting hair or shaving is easy to understand, a distracted barber is a dangerous barber. Luther applied the lesson well. How much more does a prayer need to have the undivided attention of the whole heart alone if it is to be a good prayer? We have much to learn about prayer, and the Lord's Prayer is the right place to start. This is no tame prayer for safe times. This is the prayer that turns the world upside down. So let's learn to pray, taught by Jesus. Chapter 1 The Lord's Prayer An Overview Several years ago, I was invited to speak at two major conferences back-to-back. The first was on one side of the continent, while the second was on the other. Making the coast-to-coast trip in a very limited time was a challenge, and since my talk at the second conference was on a particularly controversial topic, I worked feverishly during my flight to put the finishing touches on my lecture. The airlines, however, conspired to keep me from landing at my scheduled arrival time, meaning I got only two hours of sleep before I had to deliver my message. Thankfully, I was able to get to the conference and deliver my lecture, after which I promptly sat down in a pew and fell asleep. The conference, however, was not over. While I slumped in a near comatose state, one of the hosts approached the podium and said, We would like to ask Dr. Moller to come up and pray for us as we conclude. Someone sitting next to me nudged me and politely informed me that I had just been asked to pray. I blinked, stood up, and made my way to the podium in a fog about what was going on and what I had been asked to do. Thankfully, the host at the podium continued. Now, while Dr. Moller is coming forward to pray, providing a welcomed reminder of what was happening, I found myself at the podium entirely unprepared and knowing nothing about the context of the prayer I had been asked to deliver. Were we praying for someone specifically? Was someone dying? Were we celebrating something? I did not know. I took a breath, bowed my head, and prayed. Amazingly, I did what I was asked to do. I led the congregation in prayer. I did so by falling easily into the slipstream of evangelical prayer. I possessed enough familiar prayer language and stock devotional phrases to make it through. While I am certain that many men and women in that congregation prayed sincerely at that moment, I was not one of them.